Welcome to UUCSW Reflections, a podcast by the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. We're glad you're here. At the UU Congregation in Duxbury, Massachusetts, there is a room below the sanctuary where the teenagers can paint the walls. And there is a deeply ugly couch that is so old and so soft that it swallows you like a cocoon. I'm visiting this church for the first time for a con, a youth group weekend retreat where teenagers from other UU congregations gather for activities and worship and that most elusive sense of belonging. My church doesn't own a building yet, so we're renting the local American Legion Hall, a drab, rectangular, cinder block building with wood paneling and an old bar downstairs where youth group meets. On Sundays, we put out folding chairs and hang a banner my mom painted over the bingo board upstairs. We put up partitions in the basement that are covered in colorful pictures to create a nursery while the older kids sit on bar stools. The idea that a church has a space for me, one that exists solely for me and my peers to have a place to belong and to be, it's a thing I can still feel these 20 years later. See, belonging is an experience that is often deeply rooted in place, in physical spaces that have offered us welcome or care. And as a congregation, we are shepherds of our own building, the people tasked with making sure it is a place of belonging. And we are also universalists. And remember that some 252 years ago, on the 30th of September, John Murray preached the first Universalist sermon in what would become the United States. He believed, as did Thomas Potter and his community, that everyone is beloved and sacred. But that sermon only happened because there was a place for John Murray, one that asked him to show up in his fullness. May we all have the bold faith of Thomas Potter as he built that little church, making room for Murray long before he arrived. What does it mean to have the place ready for whoever will come? To be so convicted about universal love that we build a space for everyone to belong. The task, as people of a covenant, people committed to how we live, is to realize this idea. To make this idea of universal love manifest in our physical worlds. Last year, our board met for a fall retreat to do some big picture thinking. We worked with Reverend Erica Barron, who works for the New England region of the Unitarian Universalist Association. She helped us hone in on two major guiding questions, things that would inform the work of this, co- of this congregation and those who lead it. And those two big picture questions were, how do we create boundaries that foster a sense of belonging which is a question about how we treat each other and how we make space interpersonally. And second, how can people be involved in ways that are life-giving and not based on obligation? Then within this frame, we came up with three major priorities. One is lifespan faith formation. So everything from Sunday school to adult education. Two was overhauling our policies and getting congregational buy-in. 
And this will be the primary task for this year and will be the subject of our board retreat next month. So you'll be hearing more about policies. And third was reimagining and reconfiguring physical space. Now, rearranging the furniture was one of my favorite games as a child. Sometimes my sister and I would make scale drawings and figure out what could fit where. Our dad is an architect. And other times we would just drag the furniture around until we liked the outcome. And we still do this. And I know it's also better to move the furniture when there's not a lot going on. So this question of space became one of my big questions over the summer. It was also deeply tied to conversations with Cynthia, our DRE, about how we can make sure we have space for parents with babies, for little kids, and for older youth who've outgrown those preschool chairs. One of our primary tasks was resurrecting what I've been calling the donut hole room. It's directly below the sanctuary, flanked by a hallway on either side and a room on either end. It hadn't been used for a couple years because of COVID, and had become an odd no-man's land of bulky old office chairs and who knows what. So we rolled up our sleeves and cleaned it out. We found everything from vintage scented candles, which had not aged well, to an overhead projector. Bruce and Kim and Vince came and helped haul away all the extra office chairs to make space. We went to Habitat for Humanity and donated everything that we could and I spent a whole $90 on a used couch and a coffee table, which we brought back with us. And I don't know how this space will be used. That is up to all of us together. But the point is that it's there. Like that little universalist church waiting for a minister for 10 years. There is room for you here. Similarly, our garden team has been busy making plans over the summer for our outdoor space, for replanting the gardens once the new windows have been installed in our steeple. When we started the Saturday Sing over the summer, Caleb set up on the steps to lead us in singing, and we realized that there's not actually anywhere to sit outside. So we've been having conversations about how to add outdoor seating when we replant the garden. The dance that we're having in October is a fundraiser to help cover the cost of revamping our outdoor space. Two weeks ago, at the Westboro Connects Fair, I was shocked by the number of townspeople who came up to me and announced that they thought our church was closed. I assured them that we were very much alive, but it left me wondering how many people don't know that there is a place here where they could belong. My hope is that doing the Saturday Sing, the next one is this coming Saturday, simply doing what we do outside the building, singing to our neighbors, will help communicate to anyone who needs a place that we are here and our doors are open. And in the spirit of transformation, Vince tracked down the right kind of letters and updated the sign on the front of our building so it's clear and legible. Because being welcoming requires making ourselves known. It requires opening our doors and our ways of being so that more is possible. I think the way that we have created digital space is a really good example of this. When I arrived four years ago, the setup that we had for live, that we have now for live streaming services, that wasn't even a dream. And now look at us. We created an entirely new kind of space 
so that we could connect across distances. It has meant this community became accessible to people no matter where they were. So clearly this question about fostering belonging and refiguring, reconfiguring physical space has been top of my mind for the last year as we transitioned from being fully online to being back together in this building. But a minister does not make a congregation. So I want to offer this question to our collective. How would our physical space change if we wanted to encourage belonging? Not only for those here, but for those who have not yet arrived. What would change? How would we make space? How does universalism, this idea that no one is outside the circle of love and humanity, how does it compel us to make room? It might seem insignificant for those of us who already know we have a place here, who are comfortable and know we are welcome, and that is a good thing. But I can tell you that it makes a difference when you discover there is a place for you, when there is a soft place to land and people who are glad to meet you. And I think we are compelled to keep making space, to keep offering welcome, to make sure our neighbors know our doors are open because there is far too much loneliness and division in this world. And we all need a place to belong. Amen, and may it be so. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.